Happy Easter to each and every one of you that are watching today. I just love the Easter week. I just like it a lot. This is part two of the sermon you heard last week called The Birthday of Christianity. It's Easter, ladies and gentlemen, and we're having a birthday celebration. Christianity was born when Jesus rose from the dead. Oh, you know what? When I get to heaven, I'm going to say, Lord, run back the videotape. I got to see you blowing that grave out. <laughs> Come on. Ain't no grave going to hold your body down. Glory to God. It is a blessing. This is part two now of the birthday of Christianity. Call a friend. Tell them to turn that television on. They're going to be blessed. We got a celebration going on here. Jesus rose from the dead. Watch this and be blessed. When the Father God raised him from the dead, it signified absolute approval of Jesus' work, Jesus' ministry, and out of that came us. God has absolutely approved of me. Some of y'all don't believe that. He absolutely approved of you. Christ in you. The hope of glory. So how could you ever be sad of someone that's in heaven? Can you imagine, and you can't, the wonderfulness they're having, the wonderful time they're having. Good. It, it, it's beyond human understanding. And if the angels rejoiced at his birth, angels singing, shepherds hearing them, can you imagine what's going on today? And your grandparents and maybe your aunts, your uncles, and maybe children, maybe husband, they're all going there, having the time of their life. Isn't that amazing? We just had one of our great employees went home to be with the Lord. What a precious man. His name was Paulus. He's there right now. Probably running sound. He was our sound man. He was our audio engineer. Harry took his place. Doing a good job, Harry. Appreciate that. Yeah. Praise the Lord. And I'm telling you, man, oh, that's why Jesus said, shout when somebody dies, which makes no sense, and cry when a baby's born. Wait a minute, how can you do that? Because you don't understand the magnificence of what that resurrection caused. Think about that for a minute. It's the most amazing thing that's ever happened to the human race. It's actually greater than creation. You talk about being redeemed. And Jesus said it in the book of Psalms before anyone was ever redeemed. Psalms 107, verse 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. So let me say it again. When God raised Jesus from the dead, it signified his absolute approval of Jesus Christ as the son of the living God. To such a degree, God has many names, over 70 names. El Shaddai. Jehovah Sidkenu, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Roho. Think about it. El Elyon. Watch this. Then the name that cannot be mentioned because there's no vowels in it. Sounds like this. Because you can't, you can't pronounce something without a vowel in it. A-E-I-O-U. You know what I mean? If you know anything about school. It's all constants. You see? It's so holy, cannot be spoken. Yet, God says, every name will bow at the name of Jesus. God, the Father, raised his name above the name that cannot be named. 
You don't think he approved of Jesus? Oh, man. Absolute approval. Write this down. Christ's resurrection invigorates our grasp of truth. He's not a truth or some truth. He is the truth. Christ's resurrection invigorates our grasp of truth. Why? It's not about religion. It's about reality. That's what's so wonderful about today. This is not a typical Easter Sunday. That's religion. It's Easter Sunday. Merry Christmas. No, this is living reality. You know, and man puts a lot of things on it. Easter eggs. I love Easter eggs. My mother loved me. Oh, Lord. Always made me an Easter basket. Even after I got married. Oh, yeah. At Easter basket. When mom went home to be with the Lord in 1982, I looked at Kathy and said, Easter basket. Easter basket. I want my Easter basket. I, I don't care what you say. I want my Easter basket. So guess what? She made my Easter basket. You ought to see that, by the way. I just love my Easter basket. Then she made a chocolate gooey cake. Oh, yeah. You're not getting any of it. It doesn't belong to anybody at the Covenant Church. It belongs to me. <laughs> no, we had some people. Uh, who ate some? Uh, Ron and Pia ate a bite of it. Who else? Uh, Jody and, and, and uh, Meredith. But she had my Easter bag. She got up. She said, I got to go to the store. I said, Easter basket. And it's sitting there on the counter. Got a, and, she, and Meredith had her Easter basket. Jody had her Easter basket. Kat got a, I got, I just, it's just, it's mine. I just like it, you know. Because I remember as a kid, I didn't have hardly nothing. They would dye them eggs. That would just blow the socks off me. And they'd put a little picture on it. And I'd try to figure out, how did they get that picture on that egg? I liked the bald eggs better than I did the chocolate eggs. I said, look at that. It was just something about it. Because it lasts long. You know, you, it takes a while to eat all that stuff. That's why you see kids at Easter, they running down the road, they got sugar highs. <laughs> They're just going nuts, you know what I'm thinking? They're eating chocolate and everything you can think of. Well, we're eating bald eggs. It's, you know, healthy. But we added some chocolate to it, too. Let me say it again. Christ's resurrection invigorates our grasp of truth. I love that. I love that point. It's not about religion. It's about reality. So when I talk about Jesus, I don't talk about history. You ought to write that down. I don't talk about history or what he did here, what he did. There. No, I talk about living reality. I talk about now. Now. That's why faith is always in the now. It's not in the past and it's not in the future. Now, it has the ability to create a future or created a past, but now faith is. Now faith is. But the church reverses it. Is faith now? What? No. Now faith is. What is it? A substance. Of what? Things hoped for. Evidence of things not seen. I knew I was going to get my Easter back. If she wanted a Louis Vuitton purse, you get that Easter basket. I don't want the, no, look at it. She goes, uh, you, know? <laughs> you know, it was just great. I like it. 
I like it. And she did it without me asking her. But I was looking. I was looking for it. But she did know she was sleeping and I laid my hand over her head, didn't touch her. Lord, reveal Easter basket. Easter basket. Easter basket. It's a thing with me. How many of y'all like Easter basket? How many of y'all got an Easter basket? Not, I'm sorry, y'all. I should have brought you a couple of eggs. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. So think about that wonderful, invigorating grasp of truth. What do you mean truth? By stripes you're healed. Ah. Ah. Well, how do you know you're healed? Because I'm invigorated with the resurrection. When's the last time you saw me sick? Think about that for a minute. When's the last time you saw me broke? You think I'm better than you? Because I'm not. Oh, no. That would make God a respecter person. But you see, it's all up to me how much I want to grow. And I do that through fellowship and relationship. It's the same thing with a marriage. If you really want to have a great marriage, you have to have, well, you, you, you don't just get along. No, you have communion if you want to say it. See, do this in remembrance of me. See, so you do things, you know, the different things in life, see. That's an invigorating truth. So when I read this scripture, he took my infirmity. I said, well, I don't want it. He bore my sickness, but then I shouldn't have it. Then by his stripes, I am healed. That sounds good enough to me. Well, how can you believe such a thing? Ah, the resurrection. Some of y'all are not getting this. Listen to me. See, because you got to meditate on this. You got to meditate and concentrate on this 24 7. There's no way I can operate just at the planet's ministry. It costs too much. It's millions of money. It's money. Big money. Money. I'm not that good. I wish it was. But God is. So I, that's not my concern. That's actually not my job. My job is to sow and believe for 30, 60, and 100. I've been really criticized about that. Well, you can criticize me all the way to the bank. I don't mean that to be rude. How do you know it's going to happen? How do you know? How do you know? See, they always come to the resurrection. The Bible said in one of the scriptures, book of Acts, even as he said, he said it too. When he was living before he died. You, tell, you, you, you knock this temple down, I'll be back in three days. Even as he said. And I've had doctors. I just went and had a physical about three months ago, cardiology, all that kind of stuff. I found me a doctor who's a pastor who loves the Lord. Y'all might know him, Dr. Soto. Someone told me about him. I like that guy. Because he come in and he said, I've heard a lot about you. I said, I'm hearing about you. So we start talking Jesus. He forgot about the... He said, well, let me read your chart and all that. He said, hey, man, you, you, you healthy. I said, yeah. Let's talk about Jesus. He said, can I pray for you? Yeah, come on. So when he finished, I said, let me pray for you. Now we just pray. The nurse don't know what to do. She just goes, what are you going to do? It's great. It's great to go to a doctor and talk about the Lord. My God, man. Being blessed. 
Then, you know, he did all the medical stuff and he said, well, everything's fine. See you in six months or a year, whatever it is. Six months, I think it is. I said, okay, great. It's a blessing. Instead of going in and say, okay, now, you know, I just smile at him. I'll tell you a really great doctor story that's true because of the resurrection. Um, the insurance company thought I was worth, uh, that I had too much stuff. So they wanted me to put, they wanted to put a life insurance policy on me way back when, the ministry. So they wanted to make sure I was healthy. And I can understand that. So I had to go to this doctor at the Homa Medical Surgical Clinic to get checked out. Remember that? All right. Check everything. So they would approve this big life insurance in the event of my death, you know, whatever. My, my family and, quote, all this would be taken care of. I said, okay. So I go. People in there like this. This is a... It was, it was in Homa, Louisiana. The Homa, is that the name of it? Homa Medical and Surgical Clinic. I don't know if it's still there or not. But anyway, to make a long story short, I was 33 years old, the age of Jesus Christ. So I walked in, and my Lord, I said, uh, and this was a cardiologist. They, they had to have that heart checked. And uh, there was a guy, he said, buddy, you're going to be here a long time. I said, I don't think so. Well, it was about maybe 20 minutes. They called me in and he comes in, he comes in like this. <laughs> Never forget this doctor. It was a wonderful man. He got a clipboard. He said, what's your name? I said, I'm Jesse DePlantis. What do you do? I said, I'm a reverend. I, I'm, oh, you're a minister. I said, yes, sir. He said, well, good. Have you ever had any heart trouble in your family? I said, yes. Can you please tell me? I said, well, my father had a major heart attack, heart attack at 34 years old. And he was declared disabled. My brother, oldest brother, had a major heart attack at 37. And he was declared disabled. My youngest brother had a major heart attack at 34. And he was declared, uh, he's been, what do they call it? Uh, disabled. You know, he, he couldn't work, whatever they call that. You know. He went, hmm, uh-oh. Check me, Check me off. Kathy, he just, I looked at him. He said, have you ever had any cancer in your family? I said, yes. I said, my grandfather died of cancer. My aunt, my aunt Esther, we used to call her Tatsa, she died of cancer. Uh, several people in our family died of cancer. Diabetes? I said, yes. Yeah. He goes, mm. oh, oh, check me out. <laughs> I got enough of that. Now, he made me sit on this table with that paper. <laughs> that when you move, you go, <laughs> you know, the paper. It don't cover the whole table. Kind of, it's like a runway down the middle of the table. You know, you know what I'm talking about? I'm trying to explain it the best way I can. And the Lord said, you going to put up with this? I said, no. So I reached over and grabbed his, his clipboard. He goes, I said, excuse me, sit down, doc. He went, what? I said, sit down. Now we're in the room by ourselves. He's <laughs> thinking, well, this boy's coming. I said, sit down, doc. I just want you to feel this paper. I said, I want to ask you a question. He goes, what are you doing? I said, answer the question. Have you ever had cancer in your family? Answer me, doc. Uh, oh, yeah. I went, I checked him off. <laughs> uh oh. I said, you had any heart trouble in your family? Uh, what are you I said, have you had any heart trouble in your family? And I was saying it like I'm saying it now. I was a little irritated about that. I ain't going to let no doctor put some trash on me. 
You do what you want to do. He said, well, yeah. I went, uh-oh, I checked him off. He did I said, then I took his, and I held it. I said, let me tell you something, doc. Jesus bought and paid a price for me. I said, I don't, I don't have any heart trouble, cancer, or diabetes, because my, Jesus paid the price for all that. And I said, do you understand? They said, this is what we do. Well, he let me go. I walked out. Yeah, he's okay. Well, he got so excited, he forgot to do the electrocardiogram. He's supposed to do the cardiogram stuff and all that kind of stuff. The insurance said, where's the cardiogram? You know what? We got to go back. So, oh, yeah, oh, let me finish this. So when he got ready to leave, I said, Doc, you look sick. Are you all right? He's sitting on the paper. I just love it. I wanted to move a little bit. Feel that paper. He said, you know, yeah, yeah, I got a real bad stomach. I said, I'm praying for God to heal you. He said, what? I said, what do you like to eat? He said, I love red beans and rice, but I hadn't eaten that in years. Sausage? Oh, yeah. I said, Doc, I'm going to pray for you. We're doctors of divinity. Doctors can talk to each other. You're a doctor of medicine. I'm a doctor of divinity. We can talk to each other. You got it? Yeah. I gra- Let me have your hands. I grabbed his hand like, I said, Jesus. <laughs> he was shaking like, oh, God. Let this man turn me loose. Lord. I said, heal his body in Jesus' name. Well, he went, oh. I said, you felt something, huh? Yeah. I said, that's the power of God flowing through your body. I said, your stomach is okay and everything's fine. Nice meeting you, Doc. Have a nice day. Out the door I went. Exact words. He forgot to do the EKG. I had to go back, Glenn. So I go back, place is jam-packed. This is what I get. So I'm standing like this, and this one is guy sitting there. He said, buddy, you're going to wait a long time. I said, I don't think so. Well, let me just tell you, you're going to wait. All of a sudden, that little, uh, that little glass thing, that, you know, for the reception. Well, it says, Reverend Planners, is that you? I said, yes, I'm at. The doctor wants to see you now. I went, you see? <laughs> he comes, he goes like this. Come here. I went in the room. He pulled me out the room, out the exact. Come on. Went all the way to the, down the hall to the last. He, got, he said, guess what? I said, what? He said, I went home and ate a plate of red beans and rice and sausage. I said, you did. He said, I did. I didn't throw up. It's great. Jesus touched me, sir. I said, that's what I came here for. He said, I was freaking out. I didn't know what to do with you for a minute. He said, but my God, he's tears. He said, I have been practicing medicine over 40 years and no one ever prayed for me. No one had ever prayed for me. I said, I did. He said, man, I said, I, I just, I, I, I'm excited. I said, you should be excited. I said, you do the work of Jesus. You're a physician. Yeah. <laughs> he goes like, see, how did you know it was going to work, Brother Jesse? Resurrection. Can you believe that? No one ever prayed for that doctor. Now, he'd been practicing medicine for over 40 years. He needed prayer. And that day, he got a miracle. Now, how did he get that miracle? The birthday of Christianity. That's how he got it. The day that resurrection power came on the scene made his miracle possible thousands of years in advance. That power invigorated him. And the man ate them red beans and rice and enjoyed himself. And let me tell you something. We're Cajun people. Red beans and rice is good stuff. <laughs> Glory to God. I'll never forget that man's face. He said, I was here. I, I, I. He didn't know what to say. Now, how many people that man, I don't know, treated, call it what you want, and no one ever prayed for him. Oh, I'm so glad I did that day. God blessed him. 
Today, I want to answer a wonderful question from a lady who's praying for her husband's salvation. Her name is Allison. She wrote this and said, Brother Jesse, I love hearing how Kathy prayed for you to be saved. I am a new Christian and I'm desperately praying for God to save my husband. Can you please guide me the best way to do it without pushing him farther away from God? He gets so irritated when I try to share the Bible with him. Allison, I know what you're talking about because I would get irritated like crazy when Kathy wanted to talk about the Bible and the, I called it the God stuff. But Allison, listen to me. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in your husband. And what I mean by that is, you know, you don't have to irritate him. Just let your light shine. Let the love that you have for him come through the love of Jesus Christ. And if he gets there, he said, the only reason why I'm saying this to you, because, you know, we're going to spend life together here. I want to spend eternity with you. Otherwise, we, why, why are we married? This thing should go on and on and on to be a blessing to each other. So let your light shine. You don't have to push it. Kathy didn't push me. Sometimes she did it, you know, because she was just mm, that kind of stuff. But I want to tell you something. It will get done because of the power of God in you. Father, I ask you to save Allison's husband and everyone who's believing for their loved one to be saved. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's happened. No other choice. Stay right there. I'm going to be back in just a moment to speak another word. I'm enjoying myself. Hallelujah. Watch this and be blessed. I believe that God has placed within each one of us a deep desire to live a better life. Whether it's a life free from pain, fear, or lack of any kind, God wants to bring that to pass for you. In my book, You Are Designed for Glorious Living, you'll discover how to achieve the better life God has for you. You know, long before you took your first breath, God had designs on you for glorious living. You are designed for glorious living. Available at JDM.org. So what's next, ladies and gentlemen? So much more. You got to keep your vision moving. You got to keep your faith growing. Don't compromise and don't settle. You're just getting started. Jesse Duplantis' 2022 Visionary Conference, July 14th and 15th at JDM International Headquarters, 1973 Armand Boulevard in Destrehan, Louisiana. Admission is free. Go to JDM.org and register today. Because God wants to take your vision to a new level. You know, I hope you're enjoying the program today. I just, I enjoy preaching the Word of God. And we're offering this book, and I tell you what, so many people have it, but so many people want it more. They want, I mean, they call for this, they write for this. I want that sermon, or I want that book called, What in Hell Do You Want? I tell you what, it's kind of thick, tell you the truth. It's got some revelation in it. It's funny, it's hilarious, but I want to tell you something. It'll stop you from going to a place you do not want to go. I mean, that's necessarily. How do I get it, Brother Jesse? JDM.org, our website, just order it today. Go to that and you will be blessed by it. What in hell do you want? Oh, what a blessing of God. Partners, thank you today for sending in your faithful financial support to this ministry. I've said it so many times, you know, we've been debt-free since 1982. 100% of what you give goes in the world evangelism. It is so wonderful to be debt-free. We've paid no interest on nothing in all those years. Is that a miracle of Jesus Christ or what? Well, you know why? 
I trust you. You trust me. We both trust God. It just happened. People say, how do you get your partners to give that long? 46 years without a financial deficit. I said, trust. I will not break trust with you. And I believe you will not break trust with me. I have some of the most long-term partners. And I will tell you something. Every day, God's given me things to do. And sometimes I've said, look at my hair. You know, what I mean? you know, I'm getting older. He said, that has nothing to do with what I want you to do. Ooh, Jesus. So thank you, partner, for helping me today. Nothing too big and nothing too small. This is Easter week. We have a wonderful message with that in mind. We're offering this message called The Meaning of Salvation for Your April Partnership. What a blessing of God that is. You know, there's freedom in knowing God and understanding your salvation. Some people, they say, but they don't quite understand all of it. God wants you to enjoy your place in the family. Now, you need to get this for your April partnership. Go to JDM.org for all the ordering information and you'll be blessed. And I mean that sincerely. I hope you're having a great Easter week and a great Easter day. It's just a blessing of the Lord. You think about that, the birthday of Christianity. So you know what you ought to do? Eat some chocolate. <laughs> Praise God. Why not? You'll be blessed by it. This is Jesse the Plans from New Orleans saying I love you. I really do. Pray for you every day. And I mean that sincerely. Thank you, partners, for helping me preach this gospel. See you next week. Bye-bye. today are searching for meaning, purpose, peace, and authenticity. In a world bombarded by voices and information, Jesse the Planet's ministry is determined to pierce through the noise and proclaim what every heart is yearning for, the good news of Jesus. I'm going to ask you to meet my friend. That's the passion that drives us to trust God and continue to break through into new realms of the impossible. Only then are we able to reach an entire planet, one soul at a time, and help them experience the life-changing love of God for themselves. You made it! You made it! You made it! Wasn't that easy? That wasn't hard, was it? Ladies and gentlemen, I have something wonderful to offer you. It's our title and theme for 2022. Go do the work. It's on DVD. You need to get this. It will show you how to do it. It will show you what to do, when to do it, where to do it, and how to do it. Or like Ray Charles used to say, we make it do what it do. Praise the Lord. Go to JDM.org for all the arting information. This DVD will change your life. Life is better when you never learn to doubt. In his new book, Jesse will show you how to shut doubt down. 
you can have more joy, more success, and full peace. I never learned to doubt. Now available at JDM.org. You see, ladies and gentlemen, if it was of the devil, Jesse Duplantis would have found it. But then I went to church and I got saved. I became fervent in spirit. Yes. 